Welcome to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. We are in the same room. Yes, it is a special day today. And as always, today's episode and season two, which is soon to be over, is brought to you by Precise Public Adjusting. Give them a call at 817-992-5040 if you're having problems with a property loss claim and your insurance is just giving you a hard time. They'll represent you and make sure that your insurance represents you the way they agree to. Once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040 and let them know that Pop Culture Elevator sent you. All right, so we're, uh, this is the last episode of season two. This is episode 32. Um, probably about the same amount of episodes we did last season as well. Yeah, I think it's about about the exact same amount. Kind of makes it out, you know, like maybe not actual, because we had a couple special episodes in there. There's the After Dark yeah. and the Turkey Feature. The DC Fandom special. Yeah. I think all of those kind of equaled out to something. So, uh, and the reason we uh, make it seasons is so we can change things up every so often and, and, and keep it keep it spicy. That's right. Uh we went to a little indie theater in Fort Worth. We're going to give a shout out to the Grandberry Theater. Yeah. Uh, it is a one, uh, one move, like one theater. They have one screen. That's what I'm looking for. One screen little theater. Uh, you sit in couches. Um, the places, it's kind of, it's a little nice, you know, yeah. it's, uh, and then, hey, they do give away posters from time to time. Which I thought was something that I, I would not want to share with you guys, but it is a great little gem because uh, it's, you have to find everyone else for the posters, right? Well, like, but it is a great place to find posters and just go sort through them and first come, first serve. And um, it's great because I got to take home a Cruella poster. You got to take home a Luca poster, but something else. Green Knight. Green Knight. Yeah, which I'm very excited really to see uh, in a few weeks here. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that, you know, and I guess that's not an all the time thing. I was looking at their Instagram and it's like a, they had a bunch of posters that they needed to get rid of in the back and we're like, should we throw these out or do you guys want them? And everyone voted, we want them. So yeah. people came up and picked them up and they had like 45 different movies. I think I read. And anyway, place is really cool. Yeah. I got a fresh, uh, bag of popcorn. It was like the first batch of the day. So they, 
they clean that thing out all the time yep. and uh it was delicious and it came uh slightly buttered but it was it was perfect you had that tea, and i had that tea bishop's beer? texas tea that was delicious i am normally not a cider kind of guy and i didn't realize it was until i drank it but i was like okay you know i i, I can get on i can get on the cider train well and i also want to throw this out there too uh and i don't know if you saw this but bishop cider put us on their uh, Instagram story as well because oh you had gosh. you had put, had the, the beer up in the hand. Well, I am honored. So we we have that as well. So we have, you know, let's give a shout out to Bishop Ciders. Bishop They're awesome Ciders. out of, out of uh, DFW. Yeah. And then um, Granberry Theater. Go follow them on Instagram uh, if you haven't. Go check them out. They're a really cool indie theater. We uh, they've got like two showings, three showings a night sometimes depending on, but it's all like indie-ish smaller movies. We saw the movie werewolves within yes so this movie is a, is uh put out there by ubisoft who you know that name because they do games yes uh assassin's creed far cry a ton of ton of other games mm-hmm. the rabbits games all that stuff rayman i've been seeing that brand since i was at least 15 yeah oh a splinter cell yep yeah i mean there's all these Tons of games that they put out, The Division, all the Tom Clancy stuff. Yes. So anyway, uh, big publisher. Well, they had a little game in about 2014, 2015. It was only for uh, PSVR and then the Oculus systems. It was a VR game called Werewolves Within, and it was a social deduction game. You and a bunch of other villagers know that there's werewolves, and... Two of you get assigned, or one of you gets assigned as a werewolf, and you have to figure out who the werewolf is. Well, the werewolf is lying the whole time and trying to uh, get other people. So it's it's a very much very loose game where you just have to find out who it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Secret Hitler or Mafia. The game who done it, right? Uh, so I think first of all, with such a loose premise for a game, yeah perfect for a movie exactly uh this freedom this feels werewolves within uh directed by josh rubin who did another movie before that's called scare me and he's done a couple other things he's done a lot of acting i think more acting than directing um starring sam richardson as finn wheeler the main he's like a a ranger yeah i don't know it's weird because the town doesn't really have cops it's a really small town beaver beaverton well, Beaverfield. They've all been eaten. Well, before that. But the things, and you know, uh, the, that character, Sam Richardson, uh, he shows up in a ton of stuff that we've seen. Uh, coming up soon, he's in that Tomorrow War. Uh, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff. You know, I've seen him. I think the biggest movie I've seen him in was um, Sam and, or I mean, um, the Wedding Dates movie. It was just Mike Dave, and Dave. Mike and Dave. Yeah. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. He's the fiance. Yes. Yeah. He always plays the nice guy. The extremely nice guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other uh, person rounding out, like the main stars, is uh, Milana Vantrob, mm-hmm. who plays Cicely Moore. And she's she's the uh, post woman. Yes. The post, post person, yeah. she says. <laughs> uh, and, and you'll notice uh, Milana Vantrob. You, you'll know her from the AT&T commercials. Exactly. She's the really cute, short-haired... Uh, redhead, right? Brown red? Like yeah. A, like a brown... Strawberry red. Strawberry. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. You'll notice her in the in the commercials for AT&T. Oh, well, she's a brunette there, so... Yeah. Maybe it's just the light. Yeah, it might be just the lighting. But yeah, she she's really cute. 
uh, plays like really fun kind of character. But uh, this is the first time I, I have actually seen her in something where I've been like, that is her from this. Yeah. And uh, she does a really good job. She really did. Uh, she uh, stumbles, or she they yeah they kind of stumble upon each other. The ranger and the post person, and uh, she's kind of giving him a tour around town. And uh, it kind of uh, it seems like they're taking a walk through a petting zoo, and because of how crazy the people in this town are, and uh, you know it's just right away it's like oh hello. You see this little romance maybe blossoming or whatever. She's super sweet, super nice, and just shown in the ropes. And uh, <laughs> they go to the crazy man's Emerson uh, Emerson's yeah. uh, property to deliver a package. And she's like, you know what? Do you mind taking this one up there? He's a little bit wacko. And uh, she didn't even say that. She's yeah. just like, you, well, he gets a phone there. call. Yeah, and so. He's like, oh, you know, hold on. And she's like, wait, wait I got to tell you something. There's all these signs around she's him. Like, Maybe you want to read, though. He'll be okay. Yeah. He's like, oh, but he's on the phone. Too you know, bad. All of it says, you know, you'll be shot on sight. Trespassers Trespass. beware. It's like all these warning signs going. The movie itself, just like you can tell from that part, is hysterical. And it is. This is on par with, uh, if it, this is like Knives Out meets Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh with a little bit of horror mixed in, like kind of scary in parts. Like there were parts that made me jump. Yeah, and it's and uh, just like with an independent film vibe. Yeah, it it's really a lot of genres mixed together, but in the best ways. Almost, uh, almost what we do in the shadow is comedy. Yeah, because of uh, Harvey Harvey Guillen. Yeah, Harvey Guillen is fantastic. He's Joaquin Joaquin, Joaquin. with an M. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very funny character. Uh, plays a very uh, flamboyant uh, guy. Uh, he and his husband are like pseudo millionaires. They're like, or like they, they just no, became they, millionaires. They have a little. I love it. They're like, like are, are we millionaires? millionaires? Are we yeah, like, yeah, no, we're, we're not millionaires. Yeah, we and are. he's like, oh, we are. <laughs> they sold an IT company. They're like tech millionaires. And yeah. so they moved out to this really small town of Beaverfield. Uh, I don't. No, I don't remember if we're told if Beaverfield is in a certain state. I don't but believe it, so. It feels like either like deep uh, mountain uh, Colorado or maybe Alaska. Maybe Canada. Maybe I don't think it's Canada. Yeah, I don't think, so. I don't think it's Canada. Um, I didn't hear any. Or, or like like uh, I guess <laughs> closer to think of like a smaller Fargo. Yeah. Like a smaller smaller Fargo. They're in the mountains somewhere. Um, but Ranger, Ranger Wheeler gets there, Finn, uh-huh. he's coming in from, uh, another small town where he, uh, I guess he, he was the scapegoat for some things happening, uh, at, like, in, while he was a ranger somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And essentially it all comes down to, because he's way too nice. <laughs> yeah, that really is it. I and mean, so they basically pin things on him because what's he going to do? He's just going to kind of avoid the conflict and let everybody kind of, uh, you know, live their lives and he'll just move on and everything will be okay. Right. He just wants to, he wants everyone to be nice to each other and do nice things for each other. Yeah, I do like his little speech at the end. Yeah. Why can't people be nice? Yeah, and I love that he goes off because, you know, like, you know, I see all these videos and it's like, you know, and, and, and there's different types of people now, apparently, because it's like, you know, you're in the morning and you're being all nice and people are just like, you're too much in the morning. And this other video the other day I saw was like somebody at night 
And, you know, she's uh, like one of his colleagues is saying like, you know, hello or welcome. Like, have a good night. And he's like, calm down. We don't do that in the night shift. Bring it down. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so when can we be nice? Only right after lunch? <laughs> it's like... I think I'm less night out, I, nice after yeah, lunch. After lunch, I want to uh, just take a nap. Exactly. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, let's just be nice. And I, I like that too. Because you never know who's having a hard day. You know, and it's just like that one nice interaction could save the day for them. So Right. So this movie uh, makes or breaks with the cast of characters because yeah. it's a whodunit. Yeah. Whodunits are a lot about the characters in there. I mean, Beaverton itself feel, or Beaverfield, I keep saying Beaverton. <laughs> Beaverfield itself feels like a character. You know, the, Absolutely. the town. It's, yeah, it's alive. Uh, but it's it's a small, it's a really small vacation town. A, a rural f- town. Yeah, a few people live there and that's it. Um, and the rest seems like it's like built upon vacation stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, Janine Sherman. She owns this mansion that she turned into an Airbnb type place or like a hotel type place. Uh-huh. And so that's where like a lot of people who don't have homes there, that's where they live yeah like in this place and i i sit there and almost wonder because there was like a thing that uh that sicily says she says something like and i was supposed to be there for like a day or two and then it just turned into like a week or so or whatever it's been or whatever and it feels like maybe janine's not making everyone pay to stay there right almost like she's just like i have enough money she makes everyone food like yeah, she, I think she's uh, a lot like Finn. She's really nice and, and whatnot. But also in a small town like that, you know, she may ask a favor like, hey, can you fix this electrical outlet? Or can you go run and do this for she's me? She's like the mother of the, yeah. of the town as well. So I love, like, starting right off, Cicely's telling Finn all the rumors around town. Yeah. And you get your first, like, when the first, when the movie opens up, before they even get into this, there's a person on his phone. Yeah. And he's texting, and obviously he's gonna cheat on his wife, is what you think. Uh-huh. And then something attacks him. Yeah, you don't see it, you don't know when, you don't know anything about this guy. And I'm just like, those are the rules. Yeah, <laughs> you can never have sex or do drugs. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be the virgin, right? Exactly. Um, we know a little bit like when Finn comes in, his girlfriend made them go on a break but really it's a breakup oh that poor guy that conversation was the worst brutal he's he's finally they have this whole nice day together sicily and finn and they go to this really cool bar that she has a key to and uh and it's really like actually a really like i'd hang out at that place yeah Yeah, throwing throwing and everything in a little arcade area and and, table yeah i love it uh, she's like, hey, turn something on on the on the jukebox. And he's like, all of these are 90s hits. Yes. And, he, and I'm sitting there going, like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah, why is that bad? Uh, <laughs> and he puts on Ace of Base, I yeah. saw the sign. Yes. Anyway, uh, they have, like, a moment, and they're about to, like, oh, she, I love I how cute it is, because she's like, can I kiss you? It's, like, yes. this really cute moment. And then his phone rings, and he picks it up. And he picks it up. And it's his ex-girlfriend, and she's calling about whether they still have AAA. Yeah, and, and like, this is right after the conversation about how he figures out that they're broken up. Broken yeah. up. And then he still picks up the phone and interrupts the kiss, and it's like... It is brutal. W-T-F, it's a know? brutal... But it, we'll get back to it in a moment, because I think that the end 
can actually go full circle to this yes. part. So, uh, basically, someone kills this crazy lady's dog. Uh-huh. Uh, Chachi. Chachi. And now it's like, okay, we got to find out who killed the dog. She says it's like a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Finn goes around, or there's a big, all the power goes out around town. Finn's got to go around looking at all of the generators, mm-hmm. and he finds big old slashes in Huge them. Huge slashes. Uh, no way a human could do this, but of course they're not going to believe anything else. And they try to pass it off somebody with a knife. Yeah, like a really sharp still... knife. And uh, Chachi gets killed, and um, everyone ends up at the hotel. By the way, there's also a subplot where there's this guy, Sam Parker, trying to uh, put a pipeline in. Yes. And so he's trying to get everyone to sell their land there. Uh-huh. Uh, and everyone thinks that he's kind of behind the scenes on this. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, this could happen. Like, this could be the bad guy. This could be the This could be the thing. This could be the thing. Which I love. For me, I was uh, between Harvey, uh, excuse me, Joaquin and Sicily. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, it's got to be one of them. It's got to be one of them. Uh, and uh, for a tiny bit, for a tiny bit, I thought Dr. Ellis, she's the zoologist. Yeah, I, but she, but you know what? They, and I think this is the part of the comedic element. They do like, uh, I have to stay in here in my locked room to work. Right, right. <laughs> uh, 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 and it's like, it's not her. It's not her. <laughs> but they want you to think that. I want everyone to see this because it's so fun. Yes. The whodunit element brings this horror comedy to a whole new level. Um, I thought maybe Sam Parker would be would be like, I'm not actually a pipeline guy. I, I hunt werewolves or something I like did, that. I did, especially when he pulls out that bear gear. I was like, maybe he's like a Van Helsing descendant. Yes, that's what I was like thinking, that. something like that. I kind of like where they went with it anyway. Yeah. We didn't need a whole mythology for this movie. I mean, nah. what, everything they gave us it was short and sweet. An hour and 40 but perfect But werewolf minutes. mythology is pretty simple and straightforward anyways. It's like you got bit. And now you're one too. And they don't, it's not like a vampire uh, mythology where it's like, oh, you go down all this huge lineage and they live forever. But I absolutely wouldn't mind more. Like if sure. they were to do a prequel or a sequel, like give me how uh, Sicily became a. Uh, Sicily is the werewolf, if we have not yes. got over that yet. She the does. 18 T girl. End up being the, the werewolf. But you don't, you honestly don't see her really being the werewolf until. Right, the very end. Very end. And it, this really... It, Which Harvey, is good. Uh, Joaquin's character says at one point in the movie early on, or mid-movie, mid in my culture... And I, this is where I started suspecting. He said, in my culture, we uh, kill the seventh born because the seventh born oh, is always yeah. a werewolf. And, I, and it was such a throwaway line, though. Yes. Because they kind of, they like, pass it off. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. That line's not a throwaway line. That's yeah. something. There's something there. And when she says that she had six other siblings and she was the seventh, and then he's got the gun to her head, yeah, you're like, oh, uh, it's either Joaquin <laughs> or Cicely at this point. Like you're like, it's it's either of them. It's gotta be. Uh, I don't know. The, the, I don't. Uh, 
the cast of characters, again, is just so good. I mean, from like Michael Chern is playing Pete Anderton, yeah. the husband of the crazy lady with the dog that got killed. Yes. Like he's got some of the best lines in the movie. He's kind of a creeper. You know that he cheated on his wife with another woman, but he's she blames. He's constantly trying to cheat on her in front of her. But she blames everyone else except for him which yes. is so funny and he's always coming up with an excuse to like party or drink yeah you know? <laughs> you've got you've got the brilliant uh sarah burns as this gwen character oh man i think she might be my favorite like non-main character when she's got the wrench she makes yeah <laughs> yes uh with the the uh kind of why I refer to the beginning intro as a petting zoo. Yeah. Because they run into her and her brother right away. No. Boyfriend. Boyfriend? Oh, okay. Yeah, boyfriend. And it's just hilarious because they're just like teeth missing type bumpkins and they're just I don't know. I feel like they have so much confidence, just false confidence and it's hilarious. And uh, they're both uh, they mechanics. Look so well. Yeah, she's a mechanic. He's yeah. just like an everything. A gopher. Marcus. Go for this. Go for that. Marcus is hysterical too. Yeah. Uh, just all of the stuff that happens behind the scenes, like they're talking about, or like the stuff that you actually see, like you know that they need to get a part. Yeah. And the part hasn't come <laughs> yet. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like there's all these things that they throw away lines they talk about. That come back later. Yes, and uh, <laughs> what was the vehicle? It was it a tractor. It was or a something? snow snowplow. Snowplow. And because the there's a during the blizzard an avalanche happens or something that takes out the roads. So they yes. can't get out. There's no phone service. There's no. Uh, and you, maybe gotta wonder if this takes place. They don't ever tell us, but I don't think any of them have smartphones. All of them have like flip phones. Dumb phones. So. <laughs> Might take place uh, some point in the 2000s. So maybe this is Russia. You know, <laughs> brought his lava. What is it? <laughs> uh, we just got Miami Vice. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, God, I just come back to the cast of characters because the cast yeah. of characters just make this movie so much elevated, so much better. I agree. Um, finding out who is who is really fun. Uh, and I... They did such a good job because the budget was what do we say six point five million? Yes. They have definitely not made their budget back. No, not even. Hopefully, maybe it'll become like a cult classic, and they'll start. They'll get like on Blu-ray or DVD or you know whatever, not DVD, but well, maybe DVD. I don't know. Yeah, or I hope people hear this podcast and they go to the Granberry Theater, support them, and support. It's also streaming since Friday. It's amazing. It's it's like I mean, don't get me wrong. Is it? The the my favorite movie of this year, no, but like I have been craving a werewolf movie for a long time. Like pr- I've been saying it for about three months now. Like man, I really want to watch a werewolf movie, and so I was about to go back and watch The Howling finally, uh-huh. and, uh, and um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. And then this came out, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Yep, I'm in." This is. And this is streaming right now, so you can go on Amazon and buy it or Vudu or any of that or rent it or whatever. I mean, I'll be this is a, a buy for me. Like, I yeah. will be buying this because this is one of those ones that I will pop on every so often. And I respect and the effort, and I just want I, I want this movie to make its money back at the very least because I would want maybe the, this movie doesn't demand a sequel, but I'd love to see another movie like it. That would be really fun. Something if, if Ubisoft and, and whoever else are part of this can make another video game movie like this 
this is how a video game movies should be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it was perfect. They didn't take the exact setting because there's no real characters in it. Yeah. Like, let's say this. If you're going to do a Mario Brothers movie, the movie better be about the Mario Brothers. Right. And it better be about them being in the Mushroom Kingdom, you know? Yes. Um, whereas I think Sonic did a very good job of um, taking our character that we love and putting them in a different situation. Right. And it did great. Yeah. There are a ton of other video game movies that do that and mm-hmm. don't do great. Right, exactly. Uh, this might be in my top echelon of video game movie adaptations. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would have to say that. I mean, um, it, seriously, I just enjoyed the heck out of myself. I laughed the whole time. Um, and on top of that, I, I hadn't been to an independent theater in ages. Yeah. I hadn't been back to the Angelica. So, so the Angelica is probably years. the last one that I've been to, and I can't even remember the last one I actually saw there. It might have been uh, Swiss Army Man back in the day, five I, years ago. The last so. one I think I can remember is uh, the Nice Guys was screening there. Oh, uh, you went and saw that? Yeah, uh, Mike and I went there. Our sponsor for Precise Public Adjusting. <laughs> I think and, I was in <laughs> Korea when that came out. Uh huh. So. I didn't actually. I don't think I've actually seen that one yet. It it, it was actually. I've good. heard good things. Yeah, and uh, I like Shane Black as a director. So. Yeah, and uh, it was Russell Crowe, and um, I can never. I, why can't I? Paul. No, no, no. no guy from Goss- Goss- Stupid Love. Gosling. Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I was thinking Mark Paul Glossier. I was just thinking the G. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get back that. Mark Paul Glossier is going to be at Fan Expo. Ooh. Hey, that's oh, another thing. We got news. we've got Fan Expo uh, media passes. Yes. That's exciting that we. Uh, are going to be able to go there and and, and do podcast about it. Yes, that so, is an exciting milestone. That'll be us. in September. And uh, we Fan Expo Dallas, guys, have you should to thank Fan Expo passengers. Dallas. Go get your tickets uh, to Fan Expo Dallas in September, and you might have the chance to see Brendan Fraser. You might. He's going to be there, so you might see <laughs> I am him. Excited as heck about seeing that man. Uh, you might, might. It's a big might. Be able to see us uh, on a podcast panel. Yes. So we're still waiting on news about that, but that'd be cool. It's in the works. It's in the works. It's been being talked about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this movie is a fun hour and 40 minutes. Uh, it, it just... Oh, one thing I wanted to mention that I was trying to say, the $6.5 million uh, budget, I think most of that goes towards the actors and the setting, because the, 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 the setting's really good. Sure. But... Uh, when they finally show you the werewolf, the transformation of the werewolf is actually really fun. Yeah. Um, and I thought uh, Cicely and Milana as the werewolf did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked... I, I liked her when she was transitioning, yes. but still her. Yes. That was really cool. And uh, the fight scene set to like, I saw the sign was hysterical. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> there were just... And then... Make your own damn sandwich. Yes. Oh, that was funny too. That's yeah. Great. When we get her to make me a sandwich. Make your own damn sandwich. <laughs> um, it's fun. It's just such a fun movie. The whodunit angle, the werewolf angle, the small town cast of characters. It just to me, this is the perfect uh afternoon fun flick or just night flick with your friends exactly. just to just to watch it. Go go get this one on uh, on VOD somewhere. Yeah. Or if you're in an area that has it on the screen, go support your ind- your local independent movie theater. Yes. We don't have a lot of them here in Fort Worth. We've got one in Fort Worth, one in Dallas, or maybe two in the Dallas area. 
uh, just go support them and, uh, and and let's support these indie films that are yeah. trying to make a place. Uh, and, and also, this was voted as best indie film of mid year um, for this year. So, and rightfully so. I mean, and for me, I, I'm going to just go ahead and say I think that this is a must buy movie. And yeah. like, I think if this is like uh, kind of like Shaun of the Dead was back in our day, it's one of those movies that like maybe not everyone has seen, but if you have friends come over and you pop that on, you're all going to have a really good time. And they're going to think, oh man, this guy's like a movie buff. And I, that's why I feel like this is a must buy for anybody who uh, supports the independent movie scene uh, and theaters. But also I do agree that it's a, it's a must see in theater uh, for for the reasons of supporting the independent theater. We had a great time oh, with the gosh. Grand Ferry. The, I, again, I have to say that Bishop's uh, Texas, uh, wait, Bishop's, Bishop, Brewery. Bishop's Brewery's uh, Texas Tea was delicious. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I was, I was very surprised. And then um, the popcorn was great. And I, and being able to get posters afterwards. Anytime cool. we ever tried to get posters at like uh, Harkins, right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't. And uh, on top of that, all the good ones were already taken Always. by the staff. Always. Every time. Every time. So uh, I just think it's a great niche experience that everyone should enjoy. Yeah. And also, if you do make your way over there, you can uh, take a little, a very, very short, less than five minute walk to the right of it yes. to go to Doc's Records. Yes. That was our first time in Doc's and that oh, was, a, was awesome. I want to go back there soon. You know, I also have to mention the uh, free video library there. That's really cool. That was uh, the Granberry thing. Theater. Yeah, they've got a little video library, take a movie, leave a movie later. Yes. Uh, you can Basically, you can take a movie and keep it uh-huh. and bring another movie to replace it. Yep really cool library i love that because i've always thought i've always thought that too like you see all the free book ones right it's like hey bring a bring a book and yep. it's like a little charity library or something like that no this is like for movies i've always been like it's like going to bucky's and they've got all those audiobooks yeah and you like pay like 10 bucks to take an audiobook and then you can return it in any other bucky's like that kind of thing that is so cool anyway not free but you know same sort concept. of concept uh it's almost like an honesty uh, like you know, yeah. return by honesty. Honor system. Honor system. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, can't rant enough about how awesome the Granberry Theater was. How awesome that little area of Fort Worth was that we went. Um, it's behind the uh, Target on West Seven. Yeah, just behind Montgomery Plaza, yeah. right by Lola's. Um, just across from the West Seventh Street, like um, what is that place? I forget what because I haven't actually hung out there in a, it's long been a while. Time. Yeah, but it's where um, the theater is right across the street from the other theater, but also um, the LA Fitness that's there. Yeah, and it's attached to Tulane's Bar. That's the one I was yeah. trying to remember. It used to be called like Pins or whatever. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember enough around that area. I've never been behind that area. But yeah, West Seventh area, it's definitely worth the trip. Oh yeah, go get yourself some good food. Go get yourself a good movie. Uh, I think right now they're playing Werewolves Within, Zola, mm-hmm. uh, Twelve Mighty Orphans. I think it's called. Um, with not Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. Mm. Um, and then soon they're playing First Date, which we saw the trailer for, and that looks, that looks really funny. fun. Yeah. Uh, about a dude who buys a car, and it turns out the car has uh, lots of drugs. And <laughs> that one looks, I think I'm going to try to go see that one next week. Um, but a lot of good movies coming out, guys, so uh, be on the lookout and go to Granberry Theater if you're in the DFW area. And Granberry Theater, if you'd like to sponsor us for season three, 
give us a call. Yes, absolutely. We'd be thrilled. Actually, we'll give you a call soon. Exactly. All right. Uh, Well, let's hear a word from our sponsor. All right. All right, passengers. All right, passengers. All right, passengers. So saying it like walking, not walking Phoenix. What's his name? Walk, walking. Christopher Walken. Oh, <laughs> Christopher Walken. Passengers. Passengers. And waiting to go for a ride. Uh, that was terrible. Those are worse. Uh, <laughs> some, you know when you have a, when you have a, uh, what you call it, accent in your mind and you yes. want to do it, but then you just can't do it. It's like when you try to do an, an, a British accent, but you get an Australian yes, accent. Yes, I blend my impressions together. Yeah, and yeah exactly. It's <laughs> like that. I have this game where you can have a bunch of cards and it says, do this accent saying these words. It's really fun, but sometimes you're like, oh, good day, mate. And you're like, no, wait, hold on. Good, good, good. Oh, I can't do it. I can't figure it out. I think it's a soft G, though. It's passengers. <laughs> Welcome back, passengers. We're going to talk about birthdays and news. Um, July 4th, happy Independence Day, past, yes. past Independence Day. Yeah. I hope you had a good Independence We're Day. We're recording on the board. Yes, we are. Uh, I was up uh, half the night listening to fireworks. I saw some happen outside. They were felt like a war zone because people were the heavy-duty ones right down the street. And my dogs were taking cover. Were they? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, well, Ollie did want to sleep in my room, so uh, I did have that. I'm just glad that my son and, and wife were out of town because I don't think he would have oh. slept very well. Sure. Uh, but anyway, um, no real birthdays of note, I guess, on July 4th. We kind of tried to look up some, and it wasn't really anyone we knew so okay yeah who's uh not just kidding (laughs) this is not available no answer uh so july 5th we have uh huey lewis man huey lewis in the news yeah (laughs) yes oh man i love this guy so much i mean back to the future the i like having the power of love and then him being the judge for when the pinheads try to audition for the high school dance music. And he's just like, I'm sorry, guys, you're just too darn loud. That's him. Oh, is it really? Yes. I, is that in Back to the Future 2? Uh, that's part one. Part one? That's part one. Guys, been, I need to, I have all of the movies. I just need to sit down and watch them all now. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I've oh. seen them. I've seen them many, many times. I just don't have the memory of some of the stuff that's in it. And I have to say another uh, hit that I don't think it's enough, uh, you know, street cred or whatever is Hip to be a Square. It's hip to be a Square. Hip, hip, so hip to be. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's he is really good. Legend, absolute legend. Uh, but yeah, Hip to Be Square is probably his biggest. Well, the power of love and the Hip yeah. to Be Square. Yeah, exactly. I do love the power of love so much. And I love the Newfound Glory's cover of that song. They do have such a good, job. such a good one. But Newfound Glory is like at this point the king of pop punk covers. I would say so. They've got four albums of covers or three albums of covers. Yeah. Uh, July sixth. July sixth. We have Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, I loved Kevin Hart's pop up in uh, in Fast and the Furious uh, presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yes, it's probably one of my more favorite comedic parts of that movie. The warlock, I got you. Okay. you need, I got you. <laughs> Why did your voice you change? Got, you got my cell phone. You got my email. My LinkedIn. Uh, you can't get me. You can get me on my mama's phone. She, she definitely can. I love that. It's a pretty good impression. <laughs> it's a 
pretty good impression. I had to make up for my uh, earlier. Impression. Yeah. Uh, he's also fantastic in both of the Jumanji sequels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. I actually, uh, I just really like Kevin Hart. I didn't. I do too. He's I really, can't see enough of him. Get Hard. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. That's so funny. He's like, you came to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good one. I like Kevin. Yeah, I like Kevin Hart. I'll pretty much see anything he's in. I do want to see his sh- new movie on Netflix. I think it's called Parenthood or Fatherhood. Yeah, Fatherhood. I think that looks really good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, that's a legend. Yeah, you know the uh, best dread. No, <laughs> but amazing Rocky and Rambo. Okay, I and uh, and I love Demolition Man to this day. I still love that movie. He doesn't know how to use the three shells. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Schneider, underappreciated, right there. Oh, God. That was him. They did a few movies together, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did, yeah. Could could they have been like Chris uh, Chris Farley and... Uh... It's like The Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, like The Rock and Kevin yeah. Hart, yeah. <laughs> uh, who was the guy with uh, Chris Farley, though, that did all the movies with him? Oh, uh, you're what? talking about David Spade? David Spade. Yeah. I could not think of his name. Ah, uh, yeah, so much time I really like him. Same. Although I'm really sad that he's retiring the Rocky character because I would really like to see him show up in Creed 3, but uh, it's Creed's story, I guess, at this, this point. Yeah, Rockies. exactly. Um, Eva Green, great actress. Yeah. Great actress. Uh, it's funny, you can tell when we're like, we like them, we just... I don't watch a whole lot of their whole stuff. Whole lot of their stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, the, the things I'm thinking of are like the uh, 300 movie she was in. 300, James Bond. Uh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. She was yeah. she wasn't best for. She was before that. Yeah, but, she uh, was in um, the first one, I think, mm-hmm. Casino Royale. Yeah, and yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I liked her there. But there are some other movies um, that I've seen of hers that I liked her in Sin City a little bit. It was a little bit. Uh, it wasn't like the the best writing, but it was. I liked her in it. Tim Burton's um, Tim Burton uses her a lot now, but uh, I really liked her in uh, uh, Dark Shadows. <laughs> Dark Shadows. What? I love Dark Shadows. No, yeah. no one likes Dark Shadows. I, I love Dark Shadows. I feel like the only people who like Dark Shadows are the people who watched the show back in the day. But I didn't watch the but show. Also, it does a really good job of making fun of this generation, and I think that's why it doesn't I, catch. I just like Dark Shadows. It's a hilarious. Lot. Also, a great little werewolf scene in there. And yes. Uh, vampire. It's just fun. That's it's just a so fun, fun movie. Yeah. I think Tim Burton did a great job with that movie, and no one, no one gives it credit. Maybe it's because people didn't understand that it's t- supposed to be so boppery. Yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, uh, she was good in that, but she was good in um, the one where it's like a bunch of kids uh, in a house, extra, the a home for extraordinary Miss Peregrine, Peregrine's home for extraordinary kids or extraordinary people. Oh, I think I watched. It's fun. It's a fun one. Uh, Jeffrey Rush after Evergreen. Ooh. And in my head, all I see Jeffrey Rush as is uh, is is Captain. Um, he's against Jack Sparrow. Captain Sano? I'm just kidding. Uh, you're talking about uh, Blackbeard. No, he went Blackbeard. No? No. Who am I thinking of? Captain Blueberry? Jeffrey Rush Pirates Barbosa. Captain Barbosa. Is he, he, yeah, that's the same guy. Blackbeard and Barbosa are the same person. No, they're not. Are they not? I don't think so. Yeah, they are. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Look at it. <laughs> Captain Blackbeard and Captain Barbosa. Uh, I think better known as yeah, 
Captain Edward Teach. Edward Teach is Barb Blackbeard. Okay. Captain Hector Barbosa is a different guy. Uh, it's all good. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, there's like five of those movies, and I yeah. haven't seen the first three in a long time. It's been so long, hasn't it? And uh, didn't they take Johnny Depp out of those? Yeah. So Although gonna, people I'm are gonna, trying to get him back in. And I'm one of those who wishes it would, but, I mean, I get that there's a social situation, but I'm also just like, those movies don't really work without him. Yeah, I agree. Uh I'm trying to look at, like, Jeffrey Rush's movies. Did he stop acting in 2019 or 2017, really? Maybe. He's doing, like, a lot of TV now or not even anything, really. <laughs> I, I liked him in the Pirates Mystery movies. Mystery Man. Was he in Mystery Man? Yes, he was. He's the guy with the, the pinky. He's, like, uh... Casanova Frankenstein? Casanova Frankenstein, yes. Oh, yeah, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, uh, he plays... Uh, the theme park guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that guy so much. He's a great menacing type of actor. I love that. Oh, and he was Tomar Ray and, and Green Lantern. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway, cool. Uh, July 7th, Jim Gaffigan. He's a comedian, actor. Mm-hmm. This is funny. Does a lot of, like, dad jokes. Uh, when I say dad jokes, I mean, like, he is a dad, so he makes jokes about being a dad type jokes. July 8th, we have uh, Mr. Six Degrees himself, Kevin Bacon. Yes. You ever play the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon where you're trying to figure out actors and like, yeah, totally saw, like there's a ton of actors who are not even Six Degrees. They're like two degrees, three degrees, <laughs> and you'd never even think about it. Yeah. Uh, I do like Kevin Bacon though. Yeah, Tremors. Awesome. Yep. Um, he had to show the killer. Stir of Echoes. Stir of, oh, Stir of Echoes is the first movie ever that I watched on a TV by myself that made me scream. Yeah. From like the horror thing that it was happened. So good. It was a very good movie. I didn't see the one where he like is in the house that's bigger on the inside than on the outside. Uh, I don't know either. It came out not too long ago. I keep wanting to say it's uh, House of Leaves, but it's not House of Leaves. <laughs> and then there was a show that uh, he's a detective that's an alcoholic. The Killing? Yeah, it was it's really good. good. It's extremely good. Love that show. July 9th, we have uh, America's Father, Tom Hanks. Another legend. I love this guy. Um, I can't say enough. Big is probably the first movie I ever saw of his, I th- think. Uh, Mine is Joe versus the, the Volcano. And the Burbs. The, I mean, I, I and obviously, like, you know, uh, Bachelor Party. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But Bachelor Party is one of those ones you watch when you're like, I want to see some debauchery. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see that one until I was a teenager. Yeah, for so, a while. Yeah. I think I saw it on HBO, actually. Nice. But Tom Hanks is in a movie called Bachelor Party? Yeah, you wouldn't. It's like finding out Bob Saget is... <laughs> That's filthy. Oh, he's so filthy. Yeah. So filthy. <laughs> Tom Hanks, man. Uh, I think his next role, he's playing the manager of Elvis Presley. Ooh. He, like, shaved his head. He looks so weird. You know, and I really liked the Mr. Rogers movie he did. Oh, so good. So good. I, I like, literally, he morphed into Mr. Rogers. Which also, great Mr. Rogers quote from uh, Werewolves Within. Yeah, in the beginning. I love Emerson's, like, who's Mr. Rogers? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to say the quote because it's, like, it legitimately seems so threatening at the beginning. No, you need to just see it. (laughs) Mr. Rogers. Yeah, you just need to see it. (laughs) 
after Tom Hanks, we have another great actor, Jimmy Smits. Yeah. Uh, who we recently saw in uh, in the Heights, but I mean, he's been in Star Wars movies. He's been in NYPD Blue, Dexter, Dexter, a ton of stuff. Uh, Fred Savage. Yeah. Man, Fred Savage. The Wonder Years, man. He, uh, I gotta give it to to Fred Savage. Uh, you know, after he became not a commodity in Hollywood where people wanted him, he became a director. Yeah. And he directs everything now, like, like TV shows. Yeah, and I, I hate that. I don't know why people just stopped wanting to do that, but, I mean, I think the last thing I saw him in was uh, Goldmember. You say Austin Powers. Yeah. Molly, 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 molly. Yeah. But I cut it up into pieces and make guacamole. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think of movies like The Wizard, which is one of my favorites. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So bad. Such a good movie. Uh, and um, uh, Little Monsters mm-hmm. with uh, Howie Mandel. Absolutely. Yeah. From Bobby's World. <laughs> Bobby's World. Yeah, I love that show. Uh, after Fred Savage, we have talented Jack White from The White Stripes, yes. The Raconteurs, uh, just Jack White himself. Yep. Just a, kind of a genius in the music world. Uh, I mean, how do you take... Two people, one on was he on bass? He went was he was he on guitar or bass? I can't even remember. He's on guitar. Mm-hmm. Guitar and then just drums and that's it. That's the band. Yeah. Like and they made it work. Which is simple. I love that. It's perfect. Uh right now I have that uh boom boom. Like playing drums intro. Playing drums that uh that that are sound like a bass guitar would sound is just genius. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, July tenth, we have a uh, Sofia Vergara. Yes, who uh, is married to? Oh my gosh, my mind went totally blank. I want to say Ed O'Neill, but no, the true, true. Yeah, <laughs> married Ed O'Neill in Modern Family. Yeah, uh, she's married to the dude who played Deadshot or Dead Dead. Oh. Dead not Deadshot. Dead Death. Deathstroke yes. in the Justice League, Zack Snyder's yeah, Justice the Magic League. Magic Mike guy. Magic Mike. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. My mind is going to Milo like, Ventimiglia. It's like Michael it's like, Manglini. Yeah, 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 yeah. Manglini. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It is, I know it's something, a mouthful of words. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, the ever gorgeous Sofia Vergara. Uh, and uh, yeah. I mean, really, I've only really seen her in uh, Modern Family. I know she's done a few other things, but... Yeah, she's done a few other things, so. Well, yeah, she's a good actress. I like her uh, a little bit better. I compare her to the actress who was in... I want to say Fran Drescher. No, that's fine. <laughs> I compare I'm so her... so glad she replaced her. Um, what'd she replace her in? Oh, no, I just mean, like, I just feel like when oh. she went away, Sophia oh. came in, and I was like, thank you. I don't have to hear that. Oh, my God. Joey. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, what? Oh, God. What is that actress's name? She was, I don't really care for her that much, but she was in um, the movie with Will Ferrell and Michael, or Mike Wahlberg, where they're cops. Oh. And he's like, I oh, can't the other guy you're married to her? Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Oh. Compared to Eva Mendes, okay. I don't really like Eva Mendes as an actress, uh, but I like she, Sofia Vergara. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I feel like uh, Eva Mendes has a little bit less of a range as far as Sofia Vergara. Yeah, I think Eva Mendes has always played for sex appeal. Yeah, like 
like they, like in the Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. They, she was only played for sex appeal. Or Megan Fox and Jennifer's body. And, no, no, I mean Transformers. Jennifer's Transformers. body, she was good. But that brings us to our news. Happy birthday to our celebrities. Yes, happy birthday. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do, so thank you. But it does bring us into our news, because Megan Fox is the first person on our news. Nothing really important about Megan Fox. Uh, this is funny, because Mark and I were just talking about her, so that's why I bring it up. an hour ago. Yeah, or more than, or whatever. It's been a, it's been a day already. Um, hot outside, and we were outside, and sweating balls, and so... Talking about movies. Talking about movies. So Megan Fox... Not recording. Talk, yeah. We were talking about movies, and uh, we talked about Megan Fox and how uh, she really has only been good in two things, in our opinion. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is April O'Neil and Jennifer's Body. Yeah. And so... Uh, I like Transformers, but again, that was not exactly acting. And it's not her... It's eye candy, right? She's eye candy in that yeah. movie. She's not doing anything other than let me show you my butt and my midriff. You know about cars. <laughs> yeah. Um... Megan Fox wants to make a sequel to Jennifer's Body, which actually kind of would excite me if they actually did that. Uh, but she'd like to make it either as a movie or a TV show. I'd kind of be down for a formulaic Jennifer's Body TV-like show. Where yeah. she goes to a new town and she's... Uh, so I think that this would be the best mechanism to revive her career. Um, I feel like uh, she's kind of always been really close to a star that's, that is gaining a ton of notoriety really quickly. And then that person, you know, gets out of the limelight a little bit and she instantly disappears. Maybe. From minds. And so I feel like this is the first way to do that on her own. And the only reason I think of her is because of Machine Gun Kelly, you know? That, a- exactly. By association. Yeah. And so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, Megan Fox's acting career to think if she could actually be good given the chance. But we know that she was good in this movie. In these movies, yeah. yeah. And and so my thought process goes, could she be like Kristen Stewart where <laughs> she actually shows us that she has acting range in other movies mm-hmm. and maybe they should just give her a shot? But and, and then maybe the only reason she kind of dropped out of the limelight was not because she stopped making movies, but people people stopped asking her to be in movies because she said crap about directors. That's what I truly think happened. So, uh, I, I that just has to go with your professionalism, and uh, you know, I mean, if you badmouth your boss, your next boss is going to be like, "Was well, she going to badmouth me afterwards, anyways?" Right? So maybe not hire this person because sure. they're not going to be good for. Promotions and such. It, passengers, if there's a must-see Megan Fox movie that we've missed out on, obviously Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jennifer's Body. Um, if there's something else that you say you need to watch to prove her acting, let us know. Yeah, we Facebook. To prove ourselves wrong. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're sometimes on Twitter. Sometimes it's very rare. Yeah, super rare. Super rare. But you can also hit us up on our email. Yeah. Popcultureelevator at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> This kid. What? 72, you reach 70. Oh. It's, it's a rare thing. Yes. Okay, I get you. <laughs> I get you. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, uh, one of the most famous zombie movies ever made. Most likely, I would say. Dawn yeah. of the Dead, Night of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, absolutely. Like the first, like, king of modern zombie movies. Yes. Uh, is getting an animated treatment. They're doing the whole thing animated. I think uh, Josh Jumel's already signed on to be in it. Um, I hope they keep it in that era. Not necessarily noir. Uh, I mean, obviously, that was all they could do then, right? But um, I hope that they keep it in that era because I feel like 
you know, like without the age of the internet, sitting like nineteen like, seventies, guns, yeah, yeah, that they're and also being on the sticks, like things are scarier. Yeah, you know, because like you know, you're in the, the suburbs. Everyone's got, at least in Texas, excuse me, uh, everyone's got a gun. Everyone's got the internet and a cell phone with good reception and good signal. Right. In the rural area, there might not be that. Right. Uh, you know, or anyways, I'm just saying uh, it, the stakes are higher because the resources are lower. I would be okay. I hope it's not a straight up remake. Like, it's mm. like, if you watch this, you're watching the movie. Yeah. Um, what I hope for is uh, take a little bit of liberties, mm-hmm. but still keep it. Yeah, in that era, uh, kind of the same thing happening. Yeah, I mean, like, and maybe you could be gratuitous in, like, how people die or the way yes. it's taken out. You know, and it's like, all right, great. You know, like... Because they could do that in the original. The original sure. had a lot of limitations. Yeah. But George Romero did a fantastic job with it, so... Yes. I mean, there was so much anticipation just with the way a zombie walked up to a car. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what's going to happen when he gets to the car? Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's something movies did today. We're just kind of looking for the instant gratification. So yeah. Things happen very quickly. You've got to do something special for us to, like, be into another zombie film, though. That's the biggest thing for me. Uh, do something special with a different... Army of the Dead did something different, and I really enjoyed it. Well, so, um, I would like something different from it. I, I, I immediately, when I see something that the zombie something is coming out, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the name Zombieland to it, I'm probably not going to care as much unless it grabs my attention. Like, even World War Z didn't really do it for me. No, and I didn't even watch that. And I just, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of, there there are ideas that are great, right? And then it stems off these other things. And people try to maybe ump the ante, uh, ump? Up, up. Up it. Up. Let's up the ante. Get the umpire in here. But yeah, no. <laughs> they try to up the ante, but in these perfect ways things that they know people will respond to and it ends up kind of coming off flat and uh and uh, i'll agree yeah so there's no texture to the plot if, uh, there's that there's a great word I, I believe it was like they're referring to uh like a tim burton film at the time but a patina no 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 it was a special effects film like maybe it was michael bay anyways i'll go back and watch but anyways patina it has a different patina than is if things didn't go perfectly or they were they weren't giving us this like in world war z they had this wall of zombies that just they piled up and eventually got over this gigantic wall and it's like really dude my issue with world war z i'll give you this is that they took a really interesting book with mm. a really interesting premise and then they made it into a zombie movie. Yeah. Like, just straight-up zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, this should have been a, a mockumentary movie. Mm-hmm. Or not mockumentary. I guess, like, a documentary-style fiction film mm-hmm. about the fall of man uh, during the World War Z. Or not the fall of man, but, the you know, how this all happened. Mm-hmm. And they could have people talking about it and then footage of it happening and stuff like that. Like, they could have done it really interesting. But instead, we got Brad Pitt running from zombies. Yeah, exactly. Trying to help his family. And, and then we got... Uh, the best part of that movie to me, the thing that stands out the most, is when the zombie's stuck behind glass and he keeps, like, chomping his teeth. Yeah. It's that sound. Yeah, I like that. But that's about it. Yeah, it's very satisfying. I even love that when I'm playing with my dog and I get the toy away just in time and I hear that noise. I, I don't know why. It's or so when they're chomping for uh, for sky raisins. Yeah. <laughs> flies flying around. And you, sky raisins. And you just see them go... <laughs> 
Have you never heard that sky raisins? No, I think I heard it from you once before, but it's still got it's still uh, there's sky raisins for these uh, for these dogs. <laughs> well, last but not least on our uh, news, it's really small news day, short news day. Vin Diesel says they're working on Fast and the Furious spinoff for Charlize Theron, Cipher. Uh, I don't think I was going to be very excited about this until this movie. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually. I could definitely deal with the season of. Is it a prequel? Of this, yeah. Is it where? Where does it go? Where, where is it? Is it? Are you telling me that Cypher's like, story doesn't finish at the end of Fast and the Furious Eleven? No. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, so they kill her drone. Right, they don't kill her. They don't kill her exactly. So she's not dead. She's not dead. So she. It, do we find out there's a bigger bad guy than her behind her? Well, I still think that she's a big bad. I don't think she's the big bad. Right. So we've got 10 and 11 that are, it's a two-parter. She's They're, still a contender, though. At the end of 10, we'll have a to-be-continued into 11. Yeah. So. Ooh, man, I don't know. Maybe. My question is where does Cypher fit? So Maybe you make this the all-female cast. Right? Here's the thing. So you had, like, the ambassador and John Cena, or, uh, you know, Vin Diesel's brother, uh teaming up together but really they were contracted by other people to make these moves so yes. there by definition has to be another big bad that cypher doesn't know about so that's that's how i feel about it right i'm cool with that um but i'm cool with the charlie's throwing such a fantastic actor yeah. or actress or actor whatever you want to call them now they just gotta that. give her some reasonable hairdos but and and I, I'm, I'm in i wouldn't mind seeing like a how did cypher come Absolutely. To be Cypher, absolute movie would be really cool. Fast and Furious presents Cypher Origins, or I don't know, yeah, or like her, you know, like a like a this day and age hackers movie because she anything that's based on the ones and zeros is hers to play with, right? That would be awesome. Zero cool. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> wonder what they're gonna do is if they're gonna make Cypher end up being a good guy, kind of like how all the bad guys have become that's good guys. The only disappointing about this, and then this franchise Cypher. So will become a good guy and work for Dom because the bad, the big bad is even worse than Cypher. And so then now Hobbs and Shaw type thing and Cypher's now the good guy. Or I really, I just hope, Cypher. I hope they kill Cypher. I, I, so that's, I think that, so Give Cypher me. does not have those values exactly like little brother Shaw had, didn't have and he's out now. So what However, I want. we might get little Shaw back. Right, because apparently he survived that plane crash. We, right? And we saw him in Fast and Furious Seven, Eight. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that you know, there's no, there's no like uh, death is not final in these movies. Exactly. Yeah, it's but a window. You know, it'd be really nice though if they did the, <laughs> if they did the all female cast and then Giselle comes back. That, that's exactly what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. And remember to name it Fast Tens. <laughs> <laughs> if this if cypher is the all-female movie that'd be cool yeah i, I completely agree if like they their 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 whole thing is taking down cypher although they have to give me a good reason why the guys can't come back for it like maybe you know letty's like you know what it is it's it's gonna be jordana brewster and uh paul walker getting married so they gotta go do their thing and like Jordana Brewster's on the having the bachelorette party, and, then and they're Cypher. doing their thing, and Cipher comes in. She's jealous. She's not part of the party, so she like throws the plot <laughs> at them. 
And so, it's so awful. <laughs> the whole thing is the whole terrible. thing happens because Cyber's jealous. We don't need a what, what a today. what a stereotype. <laughs> female stereotype movie already it's sorry to do that to you guys but uh, that's kind of how i see that no i just i i think if they make a cypher movie it needs to be it needs to be called like they'll start doing movies called fast and the furious origins and it'll be like yeah. origin stories for different characters i would love that especially after what we saw in this most recent movie. give me an origin story i don't know i, don't I, know I want more of jordana brewster's story uh mia because uh, we we she does a lot of cool things, but it's very limited. Give right? me the fast. And so I want to see where she learns to do this stuff. Like maybe you know, like they showed uh, sure. with the shots. Yeah. You know, they showed like when they were kids and them doing some rambunctious stuff. Mia, she just kind of whips it out of her back pocket, and it's like, oh, of course she can be. Able we'll to make do a little it. indie film. Yeah. And the indie film will be Fast and the Furious Indies, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> and it'll be all about. Mia working in the sandwich shop. And uh, on an Indy Speedway or something. At the very like end, yeah. she'll meet, she'll meet uh, Brian O'Connor at the very end. To where she learned the tuna recipe. Yeah, she'll be like, uh, he'll, he'll walk in the end of the movie. We'll be, oh, the end credits of the movie will be the door opening and being like, how's the tuna? <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, yeah, so that's our, that's our news and birthdays and all that stuff. And now let's get to our sponsor. All right. Hey, Danny, today's sponsor is Beaver Bill's Beaver Bungalows. Oh, great. Beaver Bill has a lot of awesome properties. I'm excited to see his new bungalows. Yeah, his new places are set in rural vacation areas, but keeps you secluded. Well, apparently, for our passengers, Beaver Bill's Beaver Bungalows is giving away a two-night stay in Beaverfield. Yes, all they have to do is mention Pop Culture Elevator, and they'll be entered to win. Thanks, Beaver Bill's Beaver Bungalows. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, you know what time it is. It is time for the raw and uncut portion of our show, The Elevator Pitch, in which Danny will have 30 seconds in our elevator to ride with a movie executive to pitch a 30-second movie idea based on three random words given to us by our random word generator. Danny, are you ready to take a ride? Yep, and if you don't believe us, I am opening up the words right now. Click. Clicking them open and seeing what words I get, and uh, awesome. All Go right. ahead and tell our listeners or passengers. Passengers, what. the three words for today are software, reject, and bowl. Bowl. As in a uh, cereal bowl. Yes, yeah, not like bowling. Although I guess I guess it would work either way. It would way. work either way. Yeah. I could I could put bowling in there. Yeah, whichever one. So, man, software reject bowl. I mean, it just comes out to like a really plain movie that you could make. But uh, okay, all right. Software reject. Could be a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dom decides to take a. 10 cars and put them like bowling alley. <laughs> giant crane and bowl them down the middle. That happened already. It did already. Actually, it did happen in the last movie. No, wait, which movie was uh, that? The one uh, right before. It's Fate. Oh, was it Fate? Yeah. yeah. Software reject bowl. Software reject bowl. All right. We have this guy. He's basically like one of those down on their luck guys with everything he does but he's a fantastic bowler. So, uh, you know, he's kind of like Kingpin of Bowling, which they're making a sequel of Kingpin. I heard that. I think we talked about him once. But anyway, so he's a bowler. That's where bowl comes in. 
And uh, he's kind of the reject for everyone, like down on their luck. Everyone's like, oh, this guy again. He asks people to go with him all the time. And they Real say no. Munson. Yeah, so no, one, no one really cares for him that much, but he's good at bowling. And so he decides, I've got to do something different. I have to do something different. And so he starts making a software to help you get better at bowling. And so he becomes like this whiz guy at coding the software and making it. It starts making better bowlers out of these professional bowlers. And then he goes on to win and everything, even though he never uses the software himself. I don't know. It's silly. I couldn't think of anything else. I imagine Justin Timberlake coming in and being like, drop the the, just bowl book. (laughs) (laughs) It it would make probably a better short film than a, than a long film. (laughs) I like it though. Like a tight half hour. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably short. probably get it to like an hour and twenty minutes. If you add some like comedy in there, and yeah, throw John Cena in there. <laughs> John Cena <laughs> is the bowler. <laughs> Look at those arms. I, that actually would work. Throws yeah. a bowling ball through the back of the, the back of the thing. Could throw a bowling ball over the mountains right there. <laughs> Coach and only put me in. <laughs> Can we remake Napoleon Dynamite? With like ridiculous actors in their parts, John Cena will play Uncle Rico, and I Benicio del Toro will be Pablo. Uh, is it Pablo? Vote yeah. for, for Pedro. Pedro will be Pedro, and Napoleon Dynamite can be played by. I think we'd have to bring him back. He'd have to be the other. He would hold the Not concept enough. together. Jason Bateman. I, you know what? It's good. Jason Bateman. That might be that might work. Exaggerating himself. Yeah. Uh, we'll get like uh, I don't know Catherine Hahn to play the the female character. The... Who would play Kip? Kip. Kip could be played by. Hmm. I just imagine Bateman being like, you know what, Kip? I just need my gosh dang chapstick. All Justin right? Timberlake. <laughs> oh, oh. Justin Timberlake is Kip. <laughs> Because he could play that nerdy part. Like, LaFonda. He's going to be Danny LaFonda. LaFonda is played by Rihanna. Yep. Oh, I'm in. I would totally watch LaFonda's that. LaFonda is played That's by Rihanna. That's an SNL skit waiting to happen. It's got to happen now. He's sitting there with Benicio Del Toro. He's like, how much you want to bet I can throw this here steak over them here mountains? <laughs> that pig skin. Throws the steak at, uh, at uh, Jason Bateman's face. God, God dang it. <laughs> no, he was sitting with Kip, and Pedro was on the back. No, so Benicio Del Toro would be on the back of the bike. Yeah. And uh, it would be, who was sitting next to him, it would be Justin Timberlake. Oh, that would be yeah. hilarious. And then, um, of course, you know, The Rock has to play Tina, the llama. I would, yeah. <laughs> Get the food! Eat your food! <laughs> I'd like to see Jason Bateman on stage dancing to to hot... What is it? How was that song called? Jamiroquai's Hot Hot Can Soup or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. What is that? Mean? I think it is Hot Can Soup. Uh, no, wait, or just Hot Hot Heat? No. Jamiroquai Canned Heat. Canned Heat. Canned Heat. I know it's Heat Hot and Canned can yeah. Some Form of Fashion. <laughs> I now I want to see that. Like now I want that to happen as a movie. Oh man! Or at least just like you know how they did the Princess Bride remake yes. that was just all scenes of different actors doing it. Yeah. 
do that with Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, it'd be really funny to see these random actors playing these characters. <laughs> like, I would absolutely be all in. The dumbest idea we've had on uh, the best dumbest idea. Yeah, <laughs> we've had on pop culture. Pop elevator. culture elevator. Well, this is the finale, as we said. Uh, we're not doing anything special and super out there. It's just we decided to end on thirty-two, and next week we'll be watching. Um, Black Widow yes. for season three opening, and we'll be doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. So that's why we decided to stop on this and, and go into the next season. We hope that you continue listening. We hope that uh, we can meet y'all if you want to at Fan Expo Dallas. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, other than that, just keep hitting us up on Facebook, Instagram. Hit us up on uh, our email. We'd love to have uh, anyone on as a guest that would like to come on. And That's right. You can hit us on all those uh, emails, the Instagram, the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't get us there, you can get us to give me my mama's number. If she, you can't get me, she definitely can. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Instagram at Pop Culture Elevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Pop Culture Elevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.